two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how this stuff works. I'm just one man. I don't know. What are we doing? What even is this? Who are you? I, I'm Josh, and um, I guess I'm a wizard. Hey, that's crazy, because I'm Mark, and I guess I'm a wizard, too. <laughs> well, hey, perfect. No, this is, this is great. Yeah. What a meeting of the minds. Yeah, yeah, it would have been awkward if we named the show Two Wizards and there were no wizards around at all. I mean, with with the world these days, that, that would only make as much sense as anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, welcome. Welcome everybody to the Two Wizards podcast. Yeah, welcome. How's it going? Just uh, gearing up for, let's see, school starts for me in... I guess two weeks, two weeks from yesterday is the first day of class. And so, okay. um, and so yeah, I'm teaching, um, my teaching assignment. I have a, I think I was telling you about this. I have a, th- uh, like theater history course and mm-hmm. it's, and it's specifically like, I guess, part one and then like part two will be in the spring. But I have roughly from like the Greeks in like, you know, 500s BCE, something like that. Um, up until, I mean, roughly like the 1800s like or or, oh, wow. or or i guess maybe eight eighteen hundred so yeah i have like okay yeah i have like you know two two thousand years of um theater history and literature and criticism and theory to boil down really small topics yeah right? like, and, and yeah. you're gonna boil that down to like 15 weeks <laughs> jesus that's okay cool. yeah so so i was that's not heavy no, at all. not heavy at all um so, nah. so yeah i was i was working on my syllabus and trying to get all that. And I feel, so, so this is the other thing too. Like it's, it's, um, it, it's like a 3000 level class. So I guess that would be roughly like kind of junior. So, so it is like more of an upper level class. So, I, so mm-hmm. I don't feel as bad assigning a whole bunch of, and, and it's plays. Like it's one thing to have to read like 200 pages of like dense chemist. A whole book. Right, yeah. Versus like, here's, here's a play that you probably won't understand because it's a culture a thousand years ago, but you know what? Damn it. Do it. <laughs> just, just try to try. Just try to try. That's all they can ask. That's all. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, that's all Jesus asks is that you try. try. Exactly. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's somewhere. Maybe Deuteronomy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. But yeah. How have you been? <laughs> I'm good. Just works busy. So yeah, that's been fun. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, not, I I'm really boring. <laughs> well, you're a you're a you're a you're like an unassuming, you know, humble um, uh, store store worker, assistant manager by day, and at night and by night you're a wizard. So. Yeah, yeah. Like I guess if we're getting specifics, a chaos magician. Ooh, but yes. there we go. I just like yeah. the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's weird. <laughs> Oh boy! So, so yeah, Mark, what what do you have planned for our for our topic today? What do we want to dive into? I I've got nothing. I was kind of hoping maybe you would wing this first one. Okay. Because I think you had a couple things that we had talked about that maybe, you know, like maybe like something in praise of somebody, you know, right? Maybe a or like 
like a, a poem, maybe yeah, something. I'm not sure. Yeah, sort of. Po- but oh man, what could it what, be? Whatever could it be? Well, oh, oh man. man, oh, oh <coughs> man. <laughs> so, if our if our uh, listening audience hasn't hasn't quite picked up yet, what what, what Mark is <laughs> so subtly hinting at is this little passage from a from a Greek tragedy that is often called the Ode to Man. And um, yeah, let's see. Let's see if I just can't pull up pull up the text here. So this is this is from a tragedy by a Greek playwright named Sophocles, and he wrote this tragedy called Antigone. So while you're unfurling your many scrolls, yeah. I feel this is an appropriate time to break and say that I embarrassed my family, or I guess just my mom at uh, Christmas. Uh oh. We were talking about. I don't know. We were talking about because so old story. Mm-hmm. Um, my family owns part of an island island in Greece. Oh wow! Yeah, it's the Greek side, the Fatinuses. It's an island called Lefkada. Mm. But we were talking about that, and my brother's girlfriend didn't. Or yeah, she didn't believe that we had it, and I was like, "No, we totally do." And we looked it up on Google Earth, and she's like, "Oh shit, that's that's a real thing." <laughs> and she hit Dan, and she goes, "Motherfucker, I thought you were lying." And I said, "Hey, the rudest thing you can say to a Greek guy is motherfucker." <laughs> And my mom goes, why? And I was like, oh, just because it gets a little Oedipus-y in here. <laughs> and she was the only one that got it, but, like, my granddad got mad at me because he thought I said pussy at, right. you know, dinner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, different different type of Oedipus-y, grandpa. <laughs> different kind. One that you definitely don't want. Definitely don't want. Anyway, yeah. So, so yes, yeah, so, uh, this, whole, this whole tragedy and Antigone, a lot of it comes from, well, this is also where it gets weird. So, like, in the chronology, Antigone was written first. It was, it was, this, this tragedy was written first and performed first. And then mm-hmm. afterwards um, was the was the Oedipus Rex, but like so we just Tarantino. Yeah, so yeah, so Sophocles kind of kind of Tarantinoed it, um, and, uh, and and yeah, um, what the what the sort of basic story is is um, there was a city state in in Greece called Thebes. Uh, as may come of a bit of a surprise here, there was there was a lot of tragic things that happened in this city state. Um, what? Yeah, it's weird. In a Greek tragedy. Yeah, it's weird how that how, weird how that works. And and again, like one of the whole kind of concepts in like uh, Greek mythology and Greek uh, literature, kind of generally of, of this era, is more or less like the sins of the fathers being passed on to the children, and then they have to deal with that, and so on and so on and so on. But for our purposes, I want to pick up the story with uh, the one-time king of Thebes, who was named Laius. And uh, Laius got married to a woman named Jocasta. And, you know, things were going all right. And they were thinking like, yeah, it's probably time for us to get an heir, right? It's someone we got to have a male child to, to succeed you. And uh, Laius, like any good Greek mythological king did, he went to consult the oracle at Delphi. And he wanted to like get, get, a, get a, like a read on what this child was going to be like. And, uh, and the oracle told him, look, man, you do not want to have this kid. Because uh, this this male child that you bear, it's going to end up uh, killing you and then marrying your wife, its mother. So you definitely don't want to have a kid. And Lass is like, okay, yeah, duly noted. That that, that makes sense. That makes sense. And, uh, you know, the story kind of varies sometimes. Some say he just got drunk. Some said he said, hey, fuck you, gods. I'm going to do me. <laughs> anyway, or I guess in this case, I- I'm going to do Jocasta. Um, and so, yeah, they had a child and, and it was a, and it was a little baby boy and Laius 
remembered the Oracle and kind of realized he was in some shit. And so he and Jocasta decided that, that they're going to abandon this baby, right? That was like uh, mythological era birth control is you have a kid and you don't want the kid. And so you just leave them on a mountain, you just leave them on the mountainside somewhere. And they, uh, and, 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 and to ensure, and to ensure that this kid didn't survive. Cause if that's not bad enough to be an infant who's exposed on a mountain, they, they, um, took a metal hoop, a metal, metal ring and pierced this infant's, uh, uh heels together and bind, binded his heels oh. together, stapled his heels together and said, all right, uh, household servant, household slave, take this thing away. And they lived what they thought of for many years, happily ever after. Until, 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 and I don't know, Mark, if you'd want to maybe take, take over, I'm going to pass the baton off to you and maybe you can. Oh, and I see you coming up and I'm grabbing it and it's been a while, but if I recall correctly, yeah. so your boy, the King and how, how are you saying it, Josh? Ly- yeah. L- Lias and Lias. I don't want to sound. I don't want to sound the rude. Well, this is the. This could be a whole other, a whole other topic that we could get into. Like the actual quote unquote, the real quote unquote pronunciation of Greek, because that's a that's a whole other topic that is ripe for ripe for heated debate. But yeah, you you just go for it, man. Okay, so um, Lias is traveling, and he runs into a young Oedipus. Who's grown up now? He's a man. Yes, and uh, he gets in his face and he's like, "Hey, get out of the road!" Mm-hmm. And Oedipus is like, "No, you get out of the road!" And they kind of start shoving, and Oedipus uh, fulfills the prophecy and just murders this dude, right? And doesn't even realize it. Doesn't even realize it. Doesn't even doesn't even know. Doesn't know who he picked a fight with. Just mm-hmm. which seems weird. I don't. I don't know. That seems too easy. Yeah. Well, and 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 to be fair, this 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 young man, uh, Oedipus, w- w- uh, who who was the baby, was not killed on the mountain, but he was actually saved. He was rescued by yes. uh, by a different shepherd from the nearby, I mean, relatively nearby city state of Corinth. And so Oedipus grew up in Corinth uh, with King uh, Polybus and Queen Merope. Didn't know, didn't know that he was adopted. Was living his best life, and then one day at a festival, some some guy had a little bit too much wine. And was teasing Oedipus about being a bastard and not being a legitimate child. And Oedipus says, like, hey, screw you, man. I'm going to go to the Oracle. I'm going to go to the Oracle. And the Oracle is going to set, set this right. And sure enough, when he goes there and he asks the Oracle about his, like, parentage, the Oracle says, oh, man, I'd hate to be you because you are destined to kill your dad and marry your mom. And poor Oedipus, growing up in Corinth, thought, he, thought that the Oracle was about Polybus and Merope. So he, so he noped out of Corinth. And happens and happens upon this road that you were just talking about, where this 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 uppity king so and so, this uppity guy in his in his carriage, thinking he's all cool, bosses him off the road. And yeah, to be fair, you bring up a very good point. Maybe maybe he could have been a little more discerning about just going around killing people, like shortly Not after. Not even that, but it's it's the king. There's where there's no security whatsoever. Like, so funny that you meant why why yeah, and maybe you can elaborate. But before that. Mm-hmm. What if, like, what if the Oracle wasn't literal? Mm-hmm. So it didn't have to be his birth parents. So what if he did just murder his parents in Corinth? Ooh, man, that's a, ooh. Like, I don't that's know. A what if it question. was just, it's the Oracle that, ha- it's or the prophecy that has to happen. Yeah. But that's an int- it, it, but it's it's a flexible prophecy. I don't know. That's that's just me thinking. I would love but. no. I, like just as like there's the alt history genre. I would love to see an alt mythology genre where like Oedipus he, hears hears that from the Oracle and he's like. All right, giddy up. 
time to time to get at it. And so he just like yeah, what yeah, what corn. if he was all about it too? He's like, I always knew mom was hot. <laughs> yeah, no, that's oh shit. We just opened up. We just opened up a portal here. I think I think we just opened. Okay, up a but we did it like we made two multiverses because one like he doesn't want to kill his parents, but maybe he like feeds his dad cashews or something. Right, and, and didn't that know. Kills yeah, him. didn't know. And then he has to be king because Corinth has a weird law. Or mm-hmm. the other multiverse, which I guess is a, like, you know, the, the, the fan fiction yeah. of it. And it's like, <laughs> ooh, my mom is super hot and I hate my dad. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Ooh, fascinating. That is fascinating. And in my mind, that. in that one, Oedipus is just a total dude bro. Right. Yeah. In his 30s, living at home, eating pizza, eating Greek pizza puffs, <laughs> you know. No, that's perfect. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm that's totally perfect. Derailed. So you're, you're exactly right. So. Oedipus, without realizing that he's fulfilled part of the prophecy, kills this stranger in the road. Uh, and to be fair, like the stranger did have like some bodyguards with him. He had like a little carriage and there was like, I don't know, maybe like five or six kind of henchmen. And so. OK, I because I, I didn't think that he was alone. Right. But like I said, it's been a long yeah. time. So. And so and so Oedipus, yeah. Oedipus not only kills this guy who's like riding in the chariot. And and again, to be fair, like Lias was being a dick about it because he also had his like scepter. He had his like kingly scepter with him. And he bopped Oedipus on the head um, as they were kind of going by. So, he, again, it's not like he didn't didn't contribute to the whole thing. Um, and so Oedipus, having killed like half a dozen dudes, just continues on his merry way. And he comes to the city state of Thebes. Turns out why Laius left was he was trying to find um, find a help with another problem that was going on with Thebes, which was this, the Sphinx, which was this kind of woman, lion, dog with wings, monster thing. We're not entirely sure what it is, but you think about the Sphinx in Egypt and yeah, that's that's like pretty close. And so what the Sphinx was doing was uh, preying on the people of Thebes. It was like, like, like snatching livestock and eating them, snatching people and eating them. And anybody coming, coming into the city uh, had to answer the Sphinx's riddle in order to, to pass. And if they got it wrong, the Sphinx would eat them. And again, this is also kind of uh, popular and is sort of passed on throughout the ages. But the Sphinx's riddle goes something like, what, what animal um, speaks with one voice, walks on four feet in the morning, two feet at noon, and three feet in the evening? And again, probably the listeners, maybe some of our listeners have, have heard this already. The answer, of course, is man. Man. Because in the morning, in the dawn of man's age, when he's a baby, he's crawling around on all four uh, limbs. In the noon, when he's an adult, he's standing, he's and walking upright on, on two legs. And then when he's an old man, he has he has to walk around with it with the uh, help of a cane. And so there's there's the cane and there's two feet. And so so there he goes. Uh, and the Sphinx is so upset, and I always also found this funny. The Sphinx is so upset that someone actually answered her riddle. Um, like there's not an epic battle. There's not like a showdown or anything. She just like jumps off of a cliff and like kills herself, <laughs> which is like, maybe you need to learn how to deal with failure a little better. <laughs> like just cause, or it's the first time it's happened. And like, yeah. I don't know. I guess you're right. You do need to learn, but shit, yeah, it's like, like, look like, okay. So somebody answered your riddle. That doesn't mean you have to end your life. You know, there are people who care about this you. was like, <laughs> This was a potential, right? Like someone was going to get it. Right, yeah. You kind of had to know that like at some point. Yeah, like it was an eventuality. What are you so worried? You know what? Hmm. It was already depressed, man. I was looking for an excuse. You you know, that that could be maybe this whole riddle thing was just a cry for help. And, um... And all of the people just kept misinterpreting what, what the Sphinx was, was, was really asking about was, 
instead of what is the riddle, maybe how oh, is... Oh, no. Okay, wait, okay, okay, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Okay, yeah. so here we go. All uh, Greek fanfic history, whatever the word you said earlier was. Okay, so what speaks with one voice? The Sphinx does. Huh? What walks around on four legs in the morning? Uh-huh. The Sphinx does, because it's still, it's a lion, cat, human right, thing, right? right? So at two legs, it's because... It has to speak like a man, so it has to walk around. It can't just be chilling willy-nilly all the time. It's got to look, walk around going, hey, I've got a riddle who wants to solve it. But it can't be walking around as a talking cat. That's going to be weird, so it's got to be an upright talking cat person, I guess, whatever. Okay. Yeah. But then finally, it realizes, this is, it realizes this doesn't work for it. And do you know why? It's because it wasn't built to walk on two legs. Mm. So what does it do? It takes its tail down and kind of uses it as like a little rudder, little rudder. Okay, ground. yeah, yeah. Bam, three legs. There you go. That works too. The Sphinx was looking for meaning. Yeah. That, that was stupid. I'm going <laughs> to cut all that out. I'm sorry. That's no, okay. It's all right. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> we had to go there sometime. You know, sometimes it was I don't know. That was bad. Nah, 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 you're good. So <laughs> then Oedipus answers the riddle. Sphinx uh, k- kills herself. And so not only has he just like uh, held his own against like five or six dudes who were fighting him, not only did he defeat the Sphinx, but he walks into the city-state of Thebes, and they're so grateful. They're so grateful for him to to end this terror that they crown him the new king of Thebes. And oh. as king, gets to marry the queen. Uh-oh. Oh, I hear a sphinx. Oh, Speaking shit. about a sphinx, we got we got my own here. I, got, I thought I thought I locked the door a little, or closed the door a little better. This is this is one of my three sphinxes coming in. Quincy break. Quincy break over. <laughs> Oedipus is the new king, new king of Thebes. He is the new king. He solved the riddle. Riddled, married Jocasta, the old queen. And who is his mama? Who, unbeknownst to him and unbeknownst to her. And well, well, we can also return to that topic. So for, I don't know, <laughs> give or take a couple of years, you know, like 15 years, 15 years, maybe at most 20 uh, ruling over Thebes in a in a in a in a golden age, it's prosperous. You know, the crops are growing, um, commerce is bustling, and uh, Oedipus does as any good king does, and sires four children. Sires four children um, gets lots of Oof. lots of heirs. Yep, 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 Getting yep. Busy. And so that all backstory takes us to one of these Greek tragedies by Sophocles, which is called, fittingly enough. Uh, Oedipus, and sometimes we even give it the extra title Oedipus Rex, but that kind of mixes Greek and Latin, which is kind of weird. Yeah, because Rex is king, correct. Because right? yeah, so yes. so uh, the if we're, we're going to hew closer to the Greek, we're looking at something like the Oedipus Tyrannus, which uh, kind of is kind of where we get our word tyrant. But a tyrant in Greek doesn't necessarily have like the negative. Like yeah, despotic. They, were, they were good guys. Yeah, it was just like, all right, this guy's in power, but he just kind of, like, the, the key difference is, is like, uh, did he inherit? Like, is it like the, like, son of the king versus, like, somebody who mm-hmm. just kind of came in to, like, rule the city? Which, man, isn't that some irony that he's called Oedipus <laughs> Tyrannus, like Oedipus the king who didn't inherit his throne. Come to find out, he kind of oh, yeah. did, though. He kind of did. I don't know. So... But you can't inherit the throne by patricide, right? See, ooh, but then that's also a very good question. That's also a very good question I as well. I don't know. And speaking about patricide, after the 15 or so years of ruling, uh, there's a plague. There's a plague that's, that's besetting Thebes. And, like, the crops are dying, and all the livestock is dying. 
uh, women are uh, uh, having having uh, miscarriages. They're they're they, it's awful. It's terrible. It's a really terrible thing. And so so mm-hmm. Oedipus steps up and says like, you know what? I'm the king. I had a pretty good thing going for these fifteen years. I'm gonna find out what's what's, what's happening. And he sends his brother-in-law slash uncle, uh, Creon, again to the same oracle at Delphi. Mm-hmm. And the oracle tells him, all right, in order to break up this plague, you have to find the person who killed Elias, the previous king. You have to find, you have to find that guy and, uh, and uh, punish him, get some, get some vengeance. And once that happens, then the plague will go away. And once this message gets relayed to Oedipus, he says, all right, I got this. You know what? I took care of the Sphinx. I'm your Huckleberry. And uh, yeah, there we go. There we go. And so he sends out, he sends yeah. out like some, some people to go do some gathering. He asks for the help of Tiresias, the blind prophet. Oedipus asks Tiresias. He, he's asking around and he's starting to get some kind of disturbing details about, you know, some of the whispers and, and some of the rumors about the person who actually did kill Laius. And Tiresias even out and out says, no, it was you, man. It was you. You killed him. You <laughs> killed him. Um, and so Oedipus is not sure about this. Uh, and then Jocasta comes onto the stage during the playwright. And she's like, oh, don't you have to worry about it? Because, you know, uh, Laius was killed at this, like, crossroads. And, like, it was a whole bunch of dudes. And, and Oedipus is like, okay, wait, hold up. You said he was killed at... A crossroads and she's like yeah like crossroads where like actually three roads come together so it's kind of like kind of pe- peculiar like that weirdly specific. weirdly specific and oedipus says like oh shit because i because i killed a dude at three crossroads um what did what did this king Laius look like i know in our 15 years of being married like we haven't really talked about it much but like what did he look like and jocasta says like well he was tall and actually he kind of looks like you now that you mention it, that's that's kind of weird. You know, same kind of height, same kind of build. And if it's like, okay. But your, but your cast says, but you, you know what? Don't don't worry about it. Because the oracle said that uh, Lias and I would have a child. And the only person who would kill him was this child. And baby, we took care of that. Oh, oh, a little bit of a Freudian slip there. Um, <laughs> and then, and then Oedipus kind of, and then Oedipus says like, well, yeah, I, I mean, I guess in our 15 years of being married, I, I never told you my kind of life story. Cause yeah, I totally killed somebody at three crossroads and come to think of it. He did kind of have this scepter and yeah, man, this is, this is not good. And then Jocasta says, okay, that's maybe not the best, but, but I'm positive. I'm positive it didn't happen, and I'll prove it to you. Because turns out um, there was one survivor. There was one survivor of like uh, Laius and his like kind of entourage, his bodyguards. There's one survivor. So let's just like find him. He can tell the whole story, and it's okay, and it's all right. And so sure enough, they track this, they track this dude down. And not only... Did this individual, this specific guy, survive um, this, this this like massacre? He was the very same shepherd that Laius and Jocasta gave their baby to go be exposed and killed on the mountain. And so this guy, yeah. So this guy, and and um, in the meantime, I guess this is also important too. There's a messenger from Corinth who finds Oedipus and says, "Hey, uh, uh, I'm." 
kind of bearing bad news, but also kind of good news, but your father Polybus died. So, hey, now you're the rightful king of Corinth. You're all, so not only are you the king of Thebes, because you killed the Sphinx, but now you're also the king of Corinth, double king. That's awesome. But then uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't quite turn out so well. So what Oedipus ends up doing, because he has to follow through on his promise, right? He has to follow th- through that. He's going like, to uh, bring, bring some uh, vengeance and some justice to the person mm-hmm. who killed Lias. He, he decides to um, banish himself. He's going to banish himself. But because he has this knowledge that he killed his father and he married his mother and sired four children on his mother, the Greek is actually pretty rough. If you go back to it, the specific <laughs> line is like, I have sown the field that my father sowed. <laughs> it's it's pretty. Br- oh, that's it's so bad. dirty. It's, rough. it's oh, rough. No, that. it's it's great. It's great. Um, so, uh, Jocasta, when she kind of hears what happens, she, she hangs herself, she commits suicide and Oedipus takes the, the, the brooches, the sort of pins from her dress and, and stabs his own eyes out. And this is all, this is all being reported, um, by a messenger because one of the rules of Greek tragedy is that you can't show any bloody stuff on stage. It only gets reported afterwards. Happens off, stage. happens off stage. We hear about it uh, in a speech, and so here comes Oedipus, having blinded himself, and he's and he's exiled himself too. Well, he uh, asks one of his la and and his uncle slash brother in law Creon is going to be the 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 sort of regent. He's going to be the king regent of Thebes until his two sons, uh, Eteocles and Polynices, are are of age. He says, "Just just let me hold my daughters, Creon. Let me let me like hold my daughters one more time." So he has the two sons, and then he has two two daughters, um, Antigone and Ismene, and so he gets to hold his two daughters one last time, and then he finally gets banished and sent out of Thebes. And mm-hmm. so that's the Oedipus Tyrannus in I don't know ten fifteen minutes, however long it took us. <laughs> it's okay. And so we have to tell that story to get to this story, Antigone. So uh, the yes. the daughter, one of the daughters, grows up. And in this play, uh, she gets in a little bit of trouble with her uncle Creon because the two brothers couldn't decide who was actually going to rule over Thebes, have a little bit of a civil war, and they end up killing, killing each other. And so um, uh, Creon, as the like actual king now, because the, the two sons, the heirs are dead, he says, okay, Eteocles, the son who was defending the city of Thebes on, on one side of the civil war, he's going to get buried with full military rights and honors. Um, but the other brother, Polynices, who like raised a foreign army and came to like besiege Thebes, um, he is going to be left out in the dirt. And, uh, and like vultures and, do- and wild dogs are going to pick away at him, which as, as you know, Mark, like, uh, burial rites were like uh, were and still are like a huge deal in in, oh, in the Greek yeah, culture. Yeah. Well, and in fact, I don't know if you still do this, but but don't you still carry around like like a couple of coins with you? Um, yeah, I do. It, yeah, I've got well, I've got a quarter from 1988, the year that I was born. Thanks. And then I've got I want to say I don't know what it's called. I want to say a lira, uh, but it's like a it's like a little ten cent piece from Greece okay. that my grandmother. Yeah, and, well, and and, and and yeah, like what's the purpose of, of carrying these two coins around? As I always understood it, um, this passed down from my super Greek uncle, mm-hmm. uh, you put the coins over your eyes to give to, and maybe I'm going to butcher this one too, uh, Sharon yeah. or Chiron. Yeah. I don't know. I He always said Sharon. Yeah. Well, and, and again, that... Because he hit that, he hit that, because uh, it's a, uh, what do you call that? It's a Kai. He hit that Kai with that SH sound. Yeah. Well, and, and that is, going back to like what we were talking about before with some of the 
different ways to uh, pronounce some of these Greek words and Greek letters. Yeah, I, I know in modern Greek that uh, uh, ki, chi, whatever, whatever letter it is, it does kind of get turned into like, yeah, like a bit of like a like a like a like an H sort of sound. So yeah, like it's, pro- yeah. it's probably would be. But it says yeah. But, but anyway. But anyway, um, so you give the two coins on your eyes to him, the boatman. Mm-hmm. And he uh, ferries your soul down the river Styx. That's that's which you know which goes into the afterlife. That's that's my understanding too. So uh, so so yeah, like so so to have so to have her brother to have to for Antigone to have one of her brothers just out there without going through all of these um, rites and just to like have his corpse turned to carrion and, and like eaten by all these mm-hmm. scavengers. Yeah, that's a, that's a terrible insult. And so the this this tragedy, uh, the Antigone is this sort of like battle between Creon and the like political rights and trying to maintain order in the city and Antigone, who's trying to follow the rights of like the gods and, and her familial duties Um, be because women in uh, sort of ancient and classical Greece, they didn't enjoy a lot of the freedoms that women today have. And so one of the few things that they were able to do was to carry out these funeral rites for their, family members and so for her to be denied that was a was an incredible insult and so they're kind of going back and forth and that leads us to this passage finally this passage which is sometimes called the ode to man that the that the greek chorus um kind of kind of sings and maybe maybe there's a little choreography a little dancing happening here um and and i don't know maybe maybe just for kicks maybe i'll read a couple lines in my yeah, lay, lay well, and, th- and this will be in my approximation of of uh, Attic Greek, or I guess technic, or I okay. guess te- or I guess yeah. technically Doric Greek, because a lot of the choral passages were kind of flavored with this dialect. But anyway, so I'll, I'll I'll try to read a little bit of that for fun, and then we'll go into like an English translation so that we actually know what what they're saying. So here's <laughs> here's a couple lines from the chorus of the Antigone in this Ode to Man. Polatadena kuden anthropu denoteron pele tu tokai poliu peran pontu ke merio nato kore peribrekeusen perun hup aidomasen deon de tan hupertatan gan apfiton akamatan apotrautai ilu menon arotron etose etos hippeion so there's yeah i don't know eight lines or something like that it's crazy no it's It's great great stuff it's great stuff it is so roughly what that translates to in english and and some of the some of the some of the best so so not only is like that lovely in greek just just and and it it is for a number of reasons as it's fun yeah but even just like the essence of it and what it's actually driving at is i think really good so 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 here's this is yeah this is uh this is an old translation uh, because it's public domain and I won't get in trouble for reading it. <laughs> uh, this is a, this is a translation from over a hundred, I, I guess almost 130 years ago. This was from 1891 by Sir Richard Jebb. Yeah, it's great. Um, this is from, for Cambridge University Press. Here's, here's what he has for it. So, so he has, Wonders are many, and none is more wonderful than man. This power spans the sea, even when it surges white before the gales of the south wind and makes a path under swells that threaten to engulf him. Earth, too, the eldest of the gods, the immortal, the unwearied, he wears away to his own ends, 
turning the soil with the offspring of horses as the plows weave to and fro year after year. And so even that little part, I, I just really love love this. Here's, here's, here's this tiny little thing that is immortal. Here's this tiny little thing that, that is a mortal human. And things like the raging sea that, that, can, that you know, whips up all these squalls and, 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 and enormous waves. Yeah, he just like makes a boat and it's fine. And, and, yeah. and, and Earth, Mother Earth, like the oldest uh, of, of the gods who's, who's immortal and, and so powerful, he, you know, just plants his little field and, 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 and turns, turns the soil over and like is able to like eke out some sustenance from, from this most powerful of deities. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, no, humans are impressive. Like, it's the culmination of 4.3, or not the culmination. Right. The final step as of now. Mm-hmm. In 4.3 billion years of trial and error. Yeah. And hard fucking like, work. you're the final result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, sure, insects are the dominant life on the planet, whatever. But nah, man, it's it's human. It's it, man. Yeah. We, we did this shit. And yes, now we're killing our mother, whatever. I guess that's the weird tragedy of that. Man, yeah, right? that's that a fair. Just, that's a fair. Well, and... Yeah. And, and even, but but I think what what you were just talking about is also like a very subtle point that is difficult to get into English, but is um, uh, but is patently clear in the Greek. And and I know we were even kind of talking about this earlier, but there's this Greek word dana, um, mm-hmm. and 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 it it's sort of equally um, like like Jeb has uh, uh, wonderful. That's the, or um, that, that, that's kind of how he, how he describes it, but um, or translates it. But it could be wonderful, but also equally kind of like awesome, and not like awesome, but like awe inspiring. Awesome. Yeah, awe inspiring. Yeah. But and then even also kind of like terrible, like maybe a little bit of negative connotation in there. Um, and, and 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 this word Dana, uh, this Greek word is also also shows up in our English word for dinosaur, right? Which means again like kind of terrible lizard or like great lizard or awesome or you know. Um, that's what that is. And so like in, in, in the Greek, there is this kind of, um, this duality, this, this kind of like, yeah, it's like really amazing and, and, and awe-inspiring all the things that man can do, but then also it, it can be kind of terrible in a lot of ways also. No, our ability to be awful to each other is awe-inspiring, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That too. Literally, how do you, how do you, how do you, uh, beat your enemy? Oh, you just break down the fabric of nature, split the atom, and bam, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, You know, I I know we did it twice, but still. <laughs> yeah, but still, it's not, it's maybe not the best. <clears throat> well, and, and so, and so maybe let's, let's go back to this, to this choral, or, yeah, to, to this choral passage here. So that was like the first kind of part where it's, it's like very much talking about like the environment and the elements, right? Sea and, sea, mm-hmm. sea and earth. The second part, it's going to go into like, sort of like animals, right? Jeb continues in his translation. The light-hearted tribe of birds and the clans of wild beasts and the sea brood of the deep, he, that is man, snares in the meshes of his twisted nets, and he leads them captive, very skilled man. He masters by his arts the beast who dwells in the wilds and roams the hills. He tames the shaggy-maned horse, putting the yoke upon its neck, and tames the tireless mountain bull. And so, yeah, not only does man have sort of dominion over, yeah, like the very environment that he finds himself in, but also all these other creatures, all of these other like Dana, all these other like terrible, wonderful things on the earth, but there's nothing more terrible and wonderful than man. He's also able to like exert his influence over. 
Yeah. That's it's, it's awesome. I don't know. We're cool. Yeah. Yeah, we're great. We're, we're awesome. We're, great. we're Yeah. Well, and we're terrible, but we're so great. I don't yeah, know. With, it, it, I'm glad I'm alive. Yeah, we are, Something's better than nothing. Yeah, like. exactly. Well, and, and, and also there's a nice little kind of also like, so in the first part where it's talking about the sea and the, and the earth, like, okay, so yeah, like we can't fly. Humans can't fly, no. or at least not it, it, when, this, when this was written. But even then it talks about like the birds, right? The birds in the air. And then it talks about the beasts on the land and then the, the sea brood of, of the deep. So even, even though we, we, we ourselves humans are not able to like walk among the clouds, like we can still kind of influence. Yeah, we can't fly. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but, but we, can, we can like catch birds in nets and we can tame wild animals and, and domesticate them. And then we can like go fishing and yeah. stuff like that. So, so yeah, that's, that's also kind of cool. No, that's, that's great. Like, yeah. Right. I, I don't know. I love that. I, mm-hmm. It's good. Well, and then and then and then I guess maybe we, we could go on and on. But I think I think maybe I'll read just one more little section where we talked about first the environment, then we talked about the sort of animals, and now it's going to talk about like kind of us us ourselves and like how how a uh, wonderful man Dana man uh, kind of interacts with with. with with himself and with his with his uh, fellow humans. So here here's the last little bit that I'll read from Jeb. Speech and thought fast as the wind and the moods that give order to a city he has taught himself and how to flee the arrows of the inhospitable frost under clear skies and the arrows of the storming rain. He has resource for everything. Lacking resource in nothing, he strives towards what must come. From from death alone Shall he procure no escape, but from baffling diseases, he has devised flights. And so again, like it's talking about like he taught himself how to think. He taught, I think a little bit later on, well, yeah, speech. He taught himself language and, yeah. and says like, look, like the, he has. The arrows of, what, what was it? The arrows of. Uh, yeah, the, the, the inhospitable frost under clear skies and the arrows of the storming rain. So again, like. Arrows, yeah, just that. Like, hey, I, I, I've got underneath something and hey. Mm-hmm. It's easier to be warm at night than freezing. Right. Death. That's yeah. Cool. We like, can like build a little house and like make a fire and, and, and stay warm instead of having to be, you know, the the tireless mountain bull in the in the previous part, right? That has to like huddle against a tree or something. <laughs> but you, yeah, that's cool though. You don't need to be that. Right. You're you're more refined. Yeah. yeah that's and, I like and that. yeah, and uh, uh, lacking resource in nothing. Which I, I think not only resources and like materials, like, okay, let's like chop down some trees. Let's go mine some ores and then like refine them. And hey, here's like steel. But also, but also I think, I think resource meaning like, like, like mental faculties and like mental resources and like, all right, here's a problem. I'm cold. I'm wet because it's raining. Let me like, I don't know, devise something here. So it's like imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Imagination, yeah. ability, yeah, to like kind of abstract and like sort of problem solve. To project solve. that thought of I need to be warm. How do I get warm? Right, right, right. right. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, the last little part here, uh, which I don't know, maybe is particularly meaningful in our like current 2020 context, um, where it <laughs> says like, yeah, from it's, it's, it's only death that man cannot escape. But from all these diseases, yeah, we already are like coming up with and devising cures and, and, and ways to escape. But that's it. We're so good at healing ourselves. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and, and, and I also feel that it's important, that, that, and I want to stress this as well, that uh, yeah. like throughout Jeb's translation, because again, this was, you know, the late 19th century, cut him a break, everybody. 
Um, yeah, he's he's pretty free in using uh, uh, man as to to talk about like humanity or humankind, and mm-hmm. admittedly, like yeah, uh, classical Greek society was maybe a little misogynistic, maybe slightly more than a little misogynistic. Maybe a little, lot, maybe a little yeah. lot, but in the Greek itself, um, the, or it's just America 2020 or it's just, and, and, or right. And, or in there. <laughs> so in the Greek and careful listener will hear that, um, this Greek word that I said earlier was, uh, anthropu for anthropos, which means like mm-hmm. human. That's so, so where we get yeah. anthropology or like being a philanthropist, that's, that, that's more just like talking about humans or humanity in general, as opposed to something like aner or uh, andras, which is specifically man. So yeah. I, I would like to think that this is a much more, um, yeah, sort of egalitarian sort of ode as well. Like, sure, like, like, yes, it's generally like men that are going off doing things like hunting and like sailing and, and doing all this. But it's also, I think, kind of giving due credit to to the contributions of like women as well. And like everybody, yeah. like humans, humans. Yeah, but it's just, yeah, no, man is human. Mm-hmm. Like it's, right. it, it's, yeah, absolutely. Right, 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 right. It's like the, I don't know. I guess humans the name of the species, but the shorthand, I don't know. Right. Well, and, and that is that whole cats, thing. Cats are felines and cats. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Well, and, yeah. and it is. It's one of those. This is going to be like a slightly different different tangent here. But um, sure. Every time that I hear something about like like a like a like a woman goes on to like achieve some 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 great uh, cause or do something like that. And then everybody talks about like, all right, now it's. Now we're not writing history anymore. We're writing herstory, and I'm just like, no, that's not how that works. That's not how that word works. You're, you're misinterpreting yourself. Yeah, that's not even that's not even the etymology of, of that word. And so yeah, like there's a bit in that '70s show where Donna's mom, who is notoriously stupid as a character, uh, she starts hosting feminist meetings, which it's the '70s, right on women's mm-hmm. lib, and she goes, "Oh, we can have him sit on the Ottoman." I mean, the auto woman. <laughs> well, it, yeah, you're, it, you're, you're, you can't, you can't pick and choose. Yeah, that, that's not, that's not, well, and, and I want to say even, uh, isn't there like an episode of, of Futurama too, where, and I'm, and I'm totally escaping oh, yeah. on it, where, yeah, Several. There, there, yeah, that, I think, I think that's even like kind of a recurring thing as well, where it's like, yeah, like in, in this, in our in our like genuine desire to like achieve like better outcomes because again like we're saying like yeah things were things were pretty shitty pretty things were pretty shitty for for the gals way back when and we're we're, we're and we've made some progress but yeah like i think to sort of overcorrect like that and maybe like be unnecessarily divisive yeah i, I, I don't know if that's quite i don't know if that's quite quite the way we want to go about it either <laughs> i yeah. yeah well and and, and, yeah. and actually I'm sorry for everything. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I, I'm sorry for everything. And I, I yeah. am. No, I'm no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, well, and, and actually now, now that I'm looking at it, there, there's just one little passage left and it does kind of ni- tie a nice little bow on this. So it's maybe again, if everyone will indulge me, maybe I'll read the last little part from the ode to man, uh, as, oh, as, uh, baby. as, as Jeb translates it, possessing resourceful skill, a subtlety beyond expectation, he moves now to evil, now to good. When he honors the laws of the land and the justice of the gods to which he is bound by oath, his city prospers. 
but banned from his city is he who, thanks to his rashness, couples with disgrace. Never may he share my home, never think my thoughts, who does these things. Mm. And so again, like we taught, we started off talking about man, like kind of overcoming the, the elements, then overcoming animals, the, the, the other wildlife, how he's like kind of making, making life better for himself and, and for his, and for his peers. And then like a little bit of like warning at the end and kind of going back to that idea about like Dana being like a positive and a negative sometimes humans sometimes man moves to evil sometimes to good and this is also a very greek thing and and i i, I forget if i've sh- shared the story with you before mark but i'm going to share this again for the benefit of, of everybody yeah, listening please, please. so in my course of uh learning the greek language and trying to figure it out um there's there's one type of sentence construction that comes up all the goddamn time and it starts off like men, blah, 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 duh, blah, 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 blah. Those are Greek words, right? It's not, not talking about like the plural of man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. What, and what it basically translates to is like on the one hand, on the other hand. And it, 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 it's everywhere. It's everywhere in, in all oh, these things. okay, okay. Which, which, yeah, yeah, I, 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 men, duh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, men, men, duh. And so, and, and so that's just it. Like, and actually, let me going back to the to this last little section here where it says like on the one hand a uh, hu- human man moves to evil on the other hand now now he moves to good and so that's just it it's like finding that balance right finding that balance about trying trying not okay. to when you're trying to do good things trying not to actually end up doing doing bad things so can i can i offer maybe a different oh idea? oh yeah i like that go for it Okay, so we talk about in the first couple passages about how like man is good at be, or man is good because of what he can accomplish. Like mm-hmm. he can till the earth, he can you know grow plants, he can maintain himself, and then he gets dominion of the beasts, mm-hmm. right? And he is great for that, right? Yeah. But then it sounds like as it goes on, man becomes more civilized. That's exactly. Yep, that's exactly. And then when man becomes civilized is when he turns to evil. And if I if I could share a bit of text from my own nerdiness. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this comes from Robert E. Howard's Beyond the Black River. Mm. It's a Conan the Barbarian story. And, bar- and this is Conan the Barbarian mm. speaking. Barbarianism is the natural state of mankind. Civilization is unnatural. It is a whim of circumstance. And barbarianism must ultimately triumph. I think that's not... It's... We get to a mm-hmm. point, and we, you and I have talked about this, but we get to a point, and we aggregate, and you get civilization. And then we can even look at it now with, like, Cronin stuff. If it goes away just a little bit, everything falls apart. We're watching it happen. Yeah. Like, and very actively in America, because it's not being dealt with well. No. Like, no. And even, you know, in the store, people just don't wear masks. Mm-hmm. And then I get, well, how come you're not confronting them? Because I'm not allowed to. Like... Right. Yeah. But these people think they're smarter and it's fine. That's cool because you know what? Maybe we all need to just not be around. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I think I I think uh, or maybe fewer of us ought to be around. I don't know. Well, it's it's got to be like advanced survival of the fittest or something. Yeah. I know, well, but. the I I think that it's also kind of summed up in um how I I I'm forgetting the source of this or maybe if there even is a source, but this whole idea of like um uh, there's 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 this kind of like cyclical aspect 
to it that that gets that gets kind of summed up in this like bad times breed hard men hard men make good times good Mm. times make soft men soft men make bad times or or hard times and and, and so and and i think that's also kind of maybe in a way that that cycle is kind of portrayed in in what uh in what's covered in the ode to man here right like harder hard times the 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 ravaging sea the inhospitable earth man comes along does what he can can uh makes makes civilization out of it and then in that sort of like cushiness and in that sort of like softness of civilization that let's let's you know be fair does have a lot of benefits i i like living in civilization um no i but, do too don't but, get me but wrong like, i'm all yeah. fanboy for conan but i don't want to sleep naked in the snow right? fuck that noise well and i think oh oh but, i need my angel soft pillow, yeah man. Like, well and and then when we when we start to like yeah maybe get soft and maybe start start doing things things that we shouldn't do and, and the system starts to break down a little bit there's some pioneering individuals who go off and try to do it better. And then we end up with like that whole Chaz chop situation in Seattle. And it's like, nah, civilization's hard. It's tough. And it's, it's terrible. And, and, it, and, it, and it has, it's, it's the best we got. You might even say that it is Dana. <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> yeah. And that, and yeah. And I feel like that was sort of what I was getting back mm-hmm. to again and again was just like, no, nah, humans are great. But it's also really impressive just at how good we are at fucking each other up. You oh, know? yeah. Oh, yeah. When we lose sight of those things. Because, again, like, you know, yeah, we, we have what we have going on here. And then it starts to, yeah, get get shaky and, like, cracks start to show. And maybe the whole thing kind of crumbles down. Maybe part of it crumbles down. And then, yeah, we're back off having to, like, scratch at the, at the, at, at the earth with, like, a stick. And hopefully try and, try and get a uh, uh Hopefully try and get a crop planted. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, I think like like so much of Greek tragedy, uh, very inspiring on the one hand. On the other hand, also pretty pessimistic. Or, well, I, I don't even want to say pessimistic. I like pessimistic, though, because it's not... It recognizes our shittiness and our aptitude for shittiness. Right. But it also recognizes our gloriousness and our potential for glory. Yeah. Well, and that even reminds me of um, there's uh, there's a there's a different play, a uh, different Greek tragedy by a different playwright, even Aeschylus. And he uh, this this line, I, I don't think I'll ever forget this line. When I was first kind of really diving into Greek tragedy, um, my professor shared this with me. And, and yeah, like it's, it's obviously clearly stuck with me, but what it basically, what it basically boils down to is, uh, uh, Zeus, right? Zeus, Zeus, the father of, of the gods, Zeus mm-hmm. established this law, um, that, that humans, that man must suffer into understanding that we have to, and, 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 and like the word could be, um, it, it could be translated as, as just experience but because it's a tragedy it always has to have kind of a negative spin so yeah like we have to suffer into understanding we have to suffer into knowing yeah like i guess that's almost in a way like kind of the same idea as the school of hard knocks um where it 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 is yeah like sometimes you do have to like really go through some shit 
to 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 come away with something or to learn something about yourself or to learn something about the world and uh, and yeah. yeah that that was that that's also it, and existence is like bitter work exactly and, and and there's no escaping it with zero pain yeah exactly and no you can escape it but you can only do, escape it one time right like and and, and 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 that's the one and only thing that we can't escape that's the one and only thing that we can't escape yeah which is also like what the ode what the ode man was saying shit man i'm i'm kind of worse off for this episode now <laughs> well but but maybe but maybe through this suffering but, also, but maybe through this yeah, suffering because, yeah. we'll we'll come to an understanding we'll 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 come to some sort of learning about about something that we didn't know before yeah i don't know yeah i don't know okay. and i think that's as good of an introduction to what we two wizards will be talking about as any yeah it's gonna get weird, and probably not quite as like depressing as this one was. This was admittedly no. I'm gonna pretty shoot heavy. for more, <laughs> even more. We're gonna get into some Tibetan mysticism <laughs> next week, and it's oh, gonna perfect. ooh baby. Perfect. You think you understand suffering? <laughs> Wait till you see the five sounds and the five colors, baby. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it at least. I'm not. <laughs> perfect. But that's because all things need duality. Mm, yep. That's that yes. is. Yes. That is it? That's very true. All right. All right. Well, hey, I, oh. I think this is a great place to, to sort of wrap it up now. Yeah, I think so. So, um, well, I'm one wizard. I'm Mark. Find me on Twitter at uh, Marky Stardust. Yeah, I'm the other wizard, and I'm not on Twitter because I'm lame. But if that changes, you you gentle, kind listeners will be the first to know. So bring it, bring All it right, to close. All right, so Ode of Man, that's the point where you got to do more damage. Got to do right? more damage. Sometimes right. moving to evil, sometimes moving to good. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Good night. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all.